It's the Dogcast, episode 93, the Chick-fil-A pregame show. Okay, dog fans, it is time once again for the Dogcast, episode 93, your 100,000-watt flamethrower coming from underneath Sanford Stadium. Me and Old Dog bringing you everything you need to know about the pending Chick-fil-A Bowl coming up in Atlanta this weekend. Old Dog, how's your big gl- – you got a big tall glass of Matthew Stafford Kool-Aid there, baby? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've been – and I've been sipping on it all season long. <laughs> mm Tastes good, baby. Matthew's never cool. Although, although I will still stand by my original thought, as good as good as it's been this year, it would have been better if we had cracked it if we had let it age another year. Damn, you never let it go, do you? You never let it go. I okay. can't. Okay, listen up, listeners. I'm predicting it's only gonna be about 30 or 40 more seconds before Old Dog mentions how important offensive line is going to be for us to win this game. <laughs> and the fact that we only have six available <laughs> offensive linemen for this game. Not okay. only am I worried about that, I'm worried about them getting worn down. I know. And God uh, forbid one of them get hurt. Okay, look, let's get right to it then, Old Dog. Let's talk about this game. We got a we got a game coming up Saturday night, Dog fans, 8 o'clock on ESPN, the Chick-fil-A Bowl or as I like to call it, the Peach Filet Bowl, in the Georgia Dome against Virginia Tech. It is the Bulldogs' second straight bowl game in Atlanta. We've played down there. Uh, Mark Rick has played in the Georgia Dome postseason four times now. We're 2-2 two and two in the Sugar Bowl. I mean, we're 2-2 two and two in the Georgia Dome, excuse me. 2-2 two and two in the Georgia Dome. And, uh, old dog, you know, this is going to mark uh, – the first time since the eighty to eighty two thing that we played in the that we played in the same town in back to back years. How about that? Well, I know. Um, well, I'm excited. Like a, oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Uh, got Virginia Tech coming in, and uh, I think they'll show a big challenge for us. But uh, you know, I just hope we can keep the momentum that uh, we started in the Auburn game, carried on through Tech. You know, I hope we come hungry, and again. Uh, you know, we just got to hope the offensive line can stay together because, as we all know, that is the key to victory. There you go, dog. Hey, let me, hold on, what's my stop? It, 34 seconds, old dog. 34 seconds you came in there with the key to victory, offensive line. Well, let me tell you, old dog, did you know that uh, Mark Rick has faced Frank Beamer as an assistant coach three other times in his career? Faced him twice with Florida State. And he also faced him as an assistant when he was at East Carolina, believe now, it or not. I did not know that. I know the last time, though, that they did it, uh, Beamer became so nervous. That's what gave him his first bite of the Bell's Falls. <laughs> oh, see, see, old dog, that's what I come to expect out of you, baby. I know you're going <laughs> to you got something to say about the facial tick and the Bell's Palsy. We're going to get to that in just a minute. But 
He is 3-0. and Coach Rick is 3-0 and against Frank Beamer. Beat him twice with Florida State and once with the East Carolina Pirates. East Carolina University, ECU Pirates. How about that, old dog? That is that is great, but there's one scary thing there, and I did not know the history of uh, you know of that. But was was he ever together with uh, defensive destroyer Bill Lewis? I don't know, man. I think Mark Rick's time at ECU was ahead of the uh, defense destroyer Bill Lewis. I think he I would, was actually I pre. So. I think he was pre Bill Lewis. Uh, let's let's hope so, because I hope I hope their paths never cross. I tell you what, you're not kidding about that, my friend. But um, so you know, we do have a big game. It's like you said, it's going to be a struggle. I mean, it's going to be a tough game. You know, a, a lot of people are, you like to think of it as a home game for Georgia, but uh, it's really it's, not. I mean, and that's and that's absolutely ridiculous. I, exactly. A lot I mean, of people it, like it's to not, say that it's not a home game for Georgia. Georgia plays in Athens. They play outdoors and they play on natural grass. There you go. There you go. And Virginia Tech, they're ranked 14th in the country. They are going to bring a sizable fan base. We saw it last year with the freaking ears all came down from West Virginia. These dang mountain codgers, man, they like to travel to the big city to see a football game. I expect well, to I see a lot. Well, I think the cheetah brings a lot of them in. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, the cheetah is I mean, popular. Because we're, we're talking naked women with all their teeth. Yeah, exactly. And what more what more do you need to draw in somebody from Virginia or West Virginia than women naked women with all their teeth? I mean that's a, I mean, hell, that's rare. I mean that's rare up there. So yeah, they're definitely gonna make that's, the trip. Well, you know, that that you're not related to anyway. <laughs> so anyway, they're definitely gonna make the trip. Um, you know, Virginia Tech has as everyone knows, they have the number one rated total team defense in the country. They have the number one rated scoring defense in the country. They are ranked 14th in both the coaches poll and the AP poll. And, um, you know, they're a pretty formidable football team. They get things done, old dog, on defense. They get it done on defense. They use a bruising running game to move the ball. They play a lot of power, ball control on offense. They have excellent special teams, and they completely rely on their defense to keep them in the game. So, Old Dog, what do you think, man? What do you think about this defense? Let's talk about Virginia Tech's defense versus our offense first. Tell me how important it is for us to protect Stafford. Well, definitely it is, because I think probably one of the keys to us uh, winning the game is going to be how well we pass the ball. Uh, You know, Georgia Tech just lit them up. Uh, They don't have that great of a uh, pass rush unless they start bringing uh, the blitzes in. Uh, Hopefully, we'll be able to pick those up, read them, and, uh, you know, hit some quick openers and go you know so often uh you know ad nauseum we've talked about we need to control the ball we need to run 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 well you know i think it's just the opposite this time around uh i don't think i really don't think we're going to have that great ability to run you know against this team they do stop the run well but they are pretty uh pretty vulnerable to the pass and uh i just hope our receivers uh you know remember how to catch the ball and uh I think if we do that, we've got a real good chance of uh, taking it to them. I think we pa- I think the offensive line pass blocks a whole lot better than they run block. Also, 
Right. So I think they may be playing, you know, into one of our strengths, you know, on offense. And, uh, again, I think we're going to need to use the passer to open up uh, the running game. But, again, I don't think we're going to be able to, you know, just run it down their throat and control the ball. Well, uh, I think that's a critical you know, point. Fun. I think it's a critical point what you just said there because that's a like you said that's opposite of what we're usually trying to do where we're trying to run the ball to open up the passing game. We are going to have to have some quick passes. We're going to have some good reads out of Matt Stafford. We're going to have some, you know, some some experience and some comp- composed, some poised reads out of Matt Stafford and get some quick balls out of that backfield to spread them out of the box and that's going to open up the running game. And uh, that's what it's going to take to get to get through this defense, I believe. I think you got a great well, point and, there. And not just that, but, you know, nothing would help, too, you know, the, the first three or four passes that we get, you know, to go ahead and catch them and do something with them. Run with the ball after you catch it? Is, uh, that, is, that, is that kind of what just, you had in mind? Actually, just actually catch it. Well, you'd, you'd be happy with a catch. Uh, you know, running with the ball after you catch it is going to be gravy, is what you're saying. Absolutely. Well, I tell you what um, – we got a guy, we got a listener, Matt Winninger, up in, uh, he's right there in Turkey Central, right there in the, the Turkey Corridor of Central Virginia um, at the top of the Shenandoah Valley. And he says that all the local the local Hokies up there um, are very excited about the fact that we have a freshman quarterback. That's all they got on their mind. Freshman quarterback, freshman quarterback, we're going to shake this guy up, we're going to get to Stafford, we're going to take him out of his game, and we're going to blow him up. So, like you said, pass blocking, giving Stafford time to get done what he needs to get done, and Stafford actually getting it done, and our receivers helping him out, is the key to blowing this defense out of the water. And it can be done. Just like I told uh, Coach Rick last week when he got on to me about uh, overlooking Vanderbilt and Kentucky this year, how worried can you be about a defense that got torched by Reggie Ball? I mean, Reggie, oh, exactly. Reggie Ball hung 38 points on these guys when they were ranked 11th in the country. I mean, are you kidding me? Reggie Ball, 38 points? Come on. Come on, man. How bad well, can and, this defense be? Well, and, and that that's another key, too, because of their offense, their strength is actually running the ball. Right. Also. So if we can get out quick and put some put some points up on the board where – they can't just run it and run it and run it and feel like they need to, you know, put some quick scores on there too, then, uh, you know, that may help us. Old Dog, you are a freaking genius, man. You're a genius, Old Dog. My number two point, the number two key to the victory is get up early. If you look back to that Georgia Tech game, the Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech-Virginia Tech game, Georgia Tech put up 21 points in the first quarter. And that that blows Virginia up because they do have a thousand yard rusher, but they they're not a come from behind team. They're a grinded out, mash you in the dirt kind of team. If you get a ten point lead on these guys, they're cooked. I mean, they're they're not oh, a come from behind team. Right, and and I think you know it would be great you know if we can come out you know strike early and strike quick, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and hopefully that's in our in our game plan. Uh, you know, as far as, you know, rating these defenses one and, you know, all of that, I mean, I, I can remember back, you know, at some point in the season, you know, I think we were right up there too before, oh, yeah. uh, you know, the likes of like Boise State or some shit, you know, torched us. Right. So, uh, they played, you know, they did a lot of these statistics and, uh, you know, what would be perceived, especially this year, as a very weak 
ACC. And, uh, you know, a lot of the teams they played were one-dimensional. You know, they didn't have any kind of balanced attack. You know, one week Clemson looked like, you know, they were a world beater because they played folks that couldn't stop the run. Uh, <laughs> you know, as soon as you stop, as soon as you stop the run against Clemson, you know, that guy can't throw it into the ocean. So, you know, I mean, so, I mean, you know, you can, you can throw that kind of junk, you know, out the window. Uh, uh, you know, you look at the level of competition they faced, you know, they're not playing AC, they're not playing SEC teams. They're playing ACC teams. And, uh, you know, when you get beat by Georgia Tech, uh, you know, you don't need to hold your head up. No kidding. But I do think scoring early and often is going to be a huge key for us. If we get over no on these guys, about it. And, they come and out of their you, game. You know, you know, one thing that, that Beamer is, you know, prides himself on, and, you know, certainly through his tenure at uh, Virginia Tech is his special teams. And not so, you know, some on returns and things like that, but the big thing that he goes after is blocking kicks. Right. Uh, you know, and he and they have a ton of block kicks over the years. Yes. And uh, you know, especially you know, it it showed up uh, with us. You know, certainly in that Tennessee game. Uh, sometimes we don't have the best, uh, you know, protection. Right. Uh, Kelso's going to have to. He's going to have to work to get that ball off quicker. Uh, you know, it's not going to be a little, you know, a little pansy rush with folks setting up a return. I mean, they are going to come after him time after time after time, especially after they've seen we're susceptible, you know, to a block kick. Yeah. And the last thing we need is a turnover, a block kick, some kind of momentum changer. You know, we don't need at any point in time to give them a short field. You know, if we've got a punt, we need to knock that baby 50 yards. Well, Ely Kelso or is definitely more. the guy to do it. And um, there's no doubt Frank Beamer stresses special teams, and they have excellent special teams. Not only can they block a punt, they've got they've got very good coverage teams as far as tackling on punt coverage and kick coverage, and they're excellent at pinning teams deep with good punts. So right. They're everything on special teams we want to be. Yeah, there's no doubt. That is definitely special teams and running game are their strengths and their defense. That's what they do. The good news for us is Brandy Katu is back 100%. He's going to be kicking field goals and stuff for us. He's good for nine points just right off the bat. I mean, Brandy Katu versus Andy Bailey, you know, that is a huge benefit in our, in our, in our column. Right. So, but my my hope is he never has to kick one any further than a uh, snap from the two yard line. Extra point, I know, I know. But still, you got to you know prepare for the, prepare for the worst, old dog. That's what I always and say. Expect the best. That's right. But you you mentioned it earlier. You know, Virginia Tech does have a thousand yard rusher. The good news is they got a thousand yard rusher. The bad news is they got a thousand yard rusher. I mean, they can punish you when they run the ball, and they have a big offensive line. But, you know, like I said, they cannot come from behind. They're not going to score quick. They're not going to strike fast on us. Um, and we don't really – I don't think we have to worry about them as a deep threat passing. So you've got guys like Trey Battle and Paul Oliver, I think, are going to be able to help out with a little bit of that run support. And um, I think we're going to – I just assume I just assume they cover their men. Well, I know you would, old dog. I know you would, but you know, and I, you, you know, stop and I mean, I know, right. you know, I mean, I know we're kind of on a high here, you know, with with Auburn and uh, and Georgia Tech, but uh, you know, we didn't really think Kentucky or Vanderbilt was a real, uh, you know, deep passing threat either. I tell you what, old dog, 
You, your freaking middle name is Buzzkill, dude. Buzzkill. I mean, well, come on. you know, I mean, we don't, you know, we need to, you know, this, you know, this, we're not, this isn't a Georgia team that's <laughs> going in there, you know, 11 and 1 or 10 and 2. You know, this is a Georgia team that got beat by some pretty damn lousy football teams. I know, old dog, but I'm just telling you what I think and, we can do. And those, this team's and those not lousy, throw And it. those lousy football teams, you know, knocked our butts in the dirt by passing on us. That's uh, true. You and know, I we, think they're going to take care of business. I don't. I'm not saying I don't I, think Paul Oliver's not going to take care do. of business, but I, I think they do. I think they're going to be freed up somewhat more than, like, say, against an Auburn or even Georgia Tech. We're going to be freed up to do a little bit more run support than we have in the past two games. Well, I would. I would. You know, like I said earlier, I hope Katu only uh, has to kick extra points. I hope we don't have a free safety or a. Uh, cornerback that needs to tackle anybody on a run and play <laughs> no doubt <laughs> i hope we don't have that either speaking of the running back the guy's name is brandon Orr from virginia tech he had about 1100 yards this season he did miss most of the last two regular season games with an ankle sprain but he says that he's 100 percent. you know which of course well, is he what, he, what he he's gonna say a month to get the thing he will buy well he probably is 100 percent, but I mean, you know, we're not. I mean, I mean, do you think he's lying? I no, can't hear it in your voice. You, I don't you think, think he's lying, be, uh, but you know, I just think there's a whole big difference. There's a big difference between being a hundred percent, being over your injury, and being in game shape and being at game speed. This guy hasn't played a football game. You talk about the break between the end of the regular season and you know what a what a what that break does to regular football teams. This guy's had nearly twice as long a break as the rest of the players on the rest of these two teams. So. I, what I'm saying is, yeah, he's probably healed up, but I'm not sure he's up to game speed because he's been out of the game for so long. I know he's a kid and all that kind of stuff, but he's been he hasn't played a football game in a long time. So we're going to see what he's got. You know, we're going to see what he's got. I'm not sure he's all there. Well, I hope he's gotten fat and pudgy over this last month. <laughs> I know you do. Listen, old old. slowed down. Let's take a I break. Go ahead. Let's take a break. I was going to say, let's take a break and talk about some more, some more insightful insights. Oh, hell yeah. Your insightful <laughs> insights. Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Take a break. Without you, without you. 
So we're back from the break. Now, Old Dog, I saw some quotes from some players earlier this week about how they're having fun. You know, for everybody who's not down here following the news closely, you know, they're doing all their um – They've seen the aquarium and they've been to the ESPN zone. They're staying well, that's at exciting now too. That aquarium. Oh yeah, I know. I know you love I aquariums. You, I could just I could just sit for hours and watch fish swim around in water. <laughs> Old dog, I, I mean, know you is, hate the aquarium. That is but so daggone cool, man. They're doing all their you know their pregame promotion stuff. They went to St. Jude's Hospital and they're doing all that stuff. But like you know, Nick Jones said. The team is a lot more amped up, a lot more hyped up, and a lot happier, and at the same time more serious about this game and what's going on in Atlanta this year than they were last year. He said they're doing all the same stuff, the same drills and everything, but they have a lot more fire than they had this time last year. Um, What do you heard about that? Well, I think, you know, I think that was something that I wanted to talk a little bit about, too, Uh, you know, I mean, you know, two games ago, you know, we were hoping we could make it to Shreveport. Uh, you know, when we were even talking a little bit about, you know, if we got a bowl invitation, you know, we ought to turn it down. And, uh, you know, it's just phenomenal the fact that we are in a bowl. Uh, you know, the stature of the Chick-fil-A Bowl this year, you know, with the way with our record and the way we played. Right. Uh, you know, in turn, and, uh, you know, we should be coming in fired up, ready to play, because this team, you know, does have something to prove. Uh, you know, two two games does not make you a, uh, you know, make you the best in the nation or a world's champ. Uh, again, I think Virginia Tech probably is a little disappointed, uh, you know, in being there with their season. I mean, they're coming in 10-2. and two. Uh, You know, they were thinking BCS Bowl. Yeah, they're 10-2, uh, ranked with, 14th in the country. Right, you know, and I mean, especially with, 
uh, Florida State being a little bit down this year, Miami being down, you know, I think they were thinking, you know, we were going to have pretty easy pickings uh, this year in the ACC. Mm-hmm. You know, we were kind of going to be the cock of the walk. And Until Reggie Ball happen. showed up. And then right. Re- Reggie you know, Ball and, changed everything. You know, and that didn't and that didn't happen. So, you know, they may be coming in, you know, with a little bit, you know, ho-hum type thing. And I hope that's the way it is because I think that's kind of the way, uh, you know, quite frankly, we viewed the Sugar Bowl. Uh, you know, last year, Absolutely. and not so much, not so much that we were playing in the Sugar Bowl, but it was like, you know, man, we're in the dome again. You know, we were there two weeks ago, right? Or three weeks ago, and uh, you know, damn, we're playing West Virginia. Who were they? Right. Well, you know, they're the team that came in there and kicked our ass, and they burned couches and stuff. Right. Um But you know, and and so you know, I'm hoping that uh, you know Virginia Tech is going to be taking us lightly, and uh, you know that they're that they're disappointed about being in the Peach Bowl, you know, where we're uh, we're glad to be there. Yeah. And, you know, I want this Georgia team, you know, they showed it against Auburn, uh, you know, after a closed-door meeting where the seniors spoke up, and uh, I think it was probably one of the first times that, uh, you know, I heard Dan Inman was the guy that got the thing going, uh, you know, jumped up and, you know, started saying, you know, what was wrong you know, that we needed to play like Bulldogs and go from there. And I hope that carries on. Hey, did you know? Uh, you know cause, because you know, no one on this team needs to have the big head. Did you know that Dan Inman is skipping out on the Hula Bowl this year because he's got to study to finish and graduate on time? Well, good for him. I thought that was a pretty big decision on his part. You know I mean? I think that's a pretty, well, it, it a pretty mature it decision a, for a guy like Dan Inman to make. Yeah. It really is because I think he's going to need to rely on that degree. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, he better damn graduate. Which, <laughs> oh, dog, you're killing me, man. All right, listen, let's talk about this hokey issue. Let's talk about what a hokey is because this That's is a the question. Turkey. Everybody knows that. Well, you know. It's You're a turkey right. with no balls, man. Everybody knows it's a turkey with no balls. It's a castrated turkey. If you ask Virginia Tech fans, they will pretty much tell you it's a new. They don't like to say castrated or emasculated turkey. They like to say neutered. It's a neutered turkey. But here's the deal. I actually checked on the Virginia Tech website today, old dog. And if you go to the virginiatech.edu website and really drill down and do your homework there... According to the Virginia Tech University, a hokey has nothing to do with a turkey. It has nothing to do with the bird. In fact, Virginia Tech was calling themselves the Hokies before they even came up with the whole bird and turkey thing. According to the official Virginia Tech website, hokey is just a convenient little word they made up. Some guy made it up to fit into a cheer that they had like in the late 1800s. It was just a made-up word that oh, I remember that that it they was used a song in a cheer. The hokey pokey. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. You know, you put your right foot in, you take put your you, right foot out. Yeah, and you, you shake right it all about. And you shake it all about. That's what it's all about. But right. the, but the thing is, well, I mean, I don't and know you which is worse. Castrated turkey, and you turn yourself around. What's worse, old dog, being a castrated turkey or being a make-believe word that doesn't mean anything? I mean, how do you? Depends re- on I, I, what that boils down to. Depends on whether you're a turkey or not. <laughs> no, <shit. laughs> How do you how do you draw 
I mean, you know, unlike Auburn, who has three, you know, they're, they're the Plainsmen, they're the Tigers, they're the War Eagles, they're all these different things. You know, the Virginia, Virginia Tech, they're basically saying we're nothing. We're a made-up word. Our mascot right. is a made-up word. What, the, yeah. what does that and, mean? And I don't even think they carry a real turkey around with them either, do they? I, I don't know, man, but I'm telling you, that's pathetic. Either way you go, either version of the story, whether it's a castrated turkey or a convenient gibberish word that some guy made up in 1887 – Either it's way, all it's pretty damn pathetic. That's exactly what pathetic. I thought. It's all pathetic, man. And I tell you, and I tell you what, that leads right in to all dogs take on mascots. And Bring here it, it is. Bring it on. Here it is. I'm going to pause a second so everyone can get a pencil and paper. Well, but of I course, got, I'm I guess drink, you can rewind it. I guess you can rewind it anyway. Mm-hmm. Here's my theory on mascots. If it's not a real animal and you don't carry it with you. Then you don't then then you don't need one. I hear you. I mean all these all these made up things, all these people in stuffed suits. Yeah, you know, we don't need them. Uh, you <laughs> know, and that includes Harry Dog. You right. Know, I mean that's cute. You know the kids can wave to him and all that. But I mean our mascot's a bulldog. Auburn's got you know they've got an eagle. LSU's got a real tiger. Right. Colorado's got a buffalo. Georgia Tech has a bee. <laughs> an insect. Well, no, I guess they got a guy dressed up like a bee. They really need, you know, to put like a little bee in a jar. <laughs> with some holes, you know, but, like but a you look at these things, jar you know, you look at these things like, you know, you look at Nebraska, you know, and they got some deformed guy, you know, with a little body and a huge head. I know, he's like a running sausage you know, and or they, something. And they, call him, and they call him Husker Head. I well, know. you know, you're just better off, you know, just have a piece of corn out there. Well, you know, the thing is, bulldogs are known, I mean, in in the real world, bulldogs are known for their tenacity, their pugnaciousness, their their fight, you know what I mean? Real bulldogs have real traits. And then, like you said, you've got Chesterhead out there or whatever in Nebraska, and then Virginia Tech says, we're a made-up word. We're the fighting made-up words. Yeah. I don't even understand that. That's freaking awful. Well, like you know, like I say, you know, and not to belabor the point, but if you don't have if you don't have a mascot that's a real animal, just don't have one at all. And yeah. for God's sakes, don't dress anyone up in anything. That <laughs> has nothing to do with anything. That's right. So, so that belongs in Disney World. I don't know if we settled the question of what is a hokey. I'm telling you, there are two competing I'm, theories. It's, it's a castrated turkey. Castrated That's turkey. That's what it is. That's what a hokey is. Hokey, hokey, castrated turkey. I'm going to go with castrated turkey because the idea of them being, their mascot being a made-up word is even is too pathetic even for me to contemplate. So it, it let's really go with is. castrated turkey and right. uh, and that's still pretty damn pathetic. And but anyway. I do want to make an appeal right now. Please. Do not, as a Georgia fan, do not bring in either a frozen or a live turkey and throw it onto the field. <laughs> do you think we're going to have a high incidence of, of frozen turkeys thrown onto the field? Are you worried about that as a possibility, old dog? I think we may have until we made this play. Well, now that's out there, I'm sure, you know, with our, I mean, we, we're reaching 90, what, 90, 95% of the Bulldog Nation right now, so... Exactly. We've but I mean, I can remember the day, especially in Atlanta. I can remember when Notre Dame came into Atlanta, and you know, two days before, you couldn't buy a mackerel. 
What what the hell are you talking about, old dog? What has that got to do with anything? Well, it just you know that things like that happen. Uh, you know, especially in Atlanta, people like to throw animals onto the field, <laughs> and I just I just don't think we should be throwing turkeys out on the field. All right, old dog. Well, listen, man. That's it for this pregame bowl show. The Peach Filet, the Peach Bowl, the Chick Fil A Bowl pregame show, Dogcast. We're done, old dog. Get us out of here, man. I tell you what, let's uh, let's make this trip a better trip to the bowl or to the dome than the last time we were there. Let's come out fired up. Let's take it to the Hokies and uh, let's end this season on a winning note.